I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. It is I, Alex McCarthy, and of course, it's Thursday. We have AEW to talk about. A very good... AEW to talk about. And thus, Steph Chase is in the place. You know who she is. How are you, Steph? I'm really, really good. I'm so excited to talk about tonight's Dynamite. I didn't get much sleep either because it was that good. <laughs> yeah, it really was great. It was great. so awesome. Uh, man. Uh, so much to do tonight. We've got Becky Lynch news, apparently, to speculate and pontificate on. Uh, NXT UK is on tonight. I say that because myself and our good friend, Alistair McGeorge, will also be on the show tonight uh, during the Volta Ilya contract signing at the end of the show. So I will be slightly watching it on my phone, I think, just to see I don't look totally terrible. But other than that, it's going to be a great show talking about AEW. Steph, this was pitched last week. People want us to do a, why, a, live, a live watch-along next Thursday for Volta Ilya 2. Right. So what if we did like what if we did like 30, 35 minutes AEW and then watch the match? What do you think about that? I guess if it's what the people want. If it's what the people want, this I'm prepared to give it to them. We, we will let the chat decide. Um if you want it enough, guys, if you want to let us know on Twitter whether I know last week it was a popular um shout, but if you would like that, let us know. Yes, Jeremy, thank you very much, man. I'd have I'd have weird one yesterday i had to lie down it only happened about half seven i just laid in bed and watched uh cartoons that's <laughs> that was my tonic for for that i didn't feel great yeah got the kids to bed and i was like woof anyway sat and sp3 i thought did great but tonight is the thursday tag team of alex mccarthy steph chase steph chase you see the handle in the top right hand corner but my lord you've had a busy week steph i've loved the content you've been putting out i thought the uh, best you. friends interview was fantastic from what I've seen. Talk to the people what they can find and where because you have been busy. Yeah, if you head over to my YouTube channel, you can watch me interviewing the best friends. All of them. Chuck, Trent, who's just had neck surgery, Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy actually had a lot to say uh, in this interview. So <laughs> Yeah, it's really, really fun. It's amazing to get them all together. They have such great chemistry. It's a really funny interview. And yeah, they're they're all just wonderful. And definitely go check it out over on my YouTube, Stephanie Chase Wrestling, where you can also watch me and Deanna Perazzo ahead of her Slammiversary match with a mystery opponent. She talks about a lot of uh, fun things in there. Talks about, you know, ideas for a mystery opponent. Um, like a friendship with Chelsea Green, a lot of stuff about what it was like to be in NXT and the time that your man, The Rock, visited the Performance Center and watched her wrestle his daughter, Simone. Oh, wow. That is a good story. I, um, yeah. I've spoken to Diona before and I asked her who was the most uh, starstruck she was and she also said The Rock. So instantly I was like, mm. I like you, Diona. Um, she's a good interview, right? Uh, I look forward to that. Yes, when are they both she's up? one of my favorite right wrestlers. Yeah, they're both up on my YouTube right now, so you can head head and watch them as soon as you finish this show. And also, if you haven't done it yet, subscribe to Steph's podcast. 
How's that yes, going, Steph? Yes, it's going to my podcast. It's going really, really well. Like, the, it's been out for a week and really, like, great response and downloads and stuff. And, yeah, there's two episodes, very W Weekly up there. My interview, The Best Friends, is up there in audio form. And also, I did, like, a special um, episode, which is all about me and how I started watching wrestling and why I love AW so much. If, if you've ever been watching wrestling daily, just thinking, why is this girl such a fan of aw why is this her favorite thing in not just wrestling but the whole world this podcast episode explains it it's called meet miss dynamite but yes my podcast is called aw weekly with stephanie chase and it's on all the platforms apple spotify stitcher google whatever you use whatever you use for your podcast and if you're on apple give me that five star rating because that's how we climb the podcast ladder that is indeed. Uh, and also, while you're there, you can catch Steph on this podcast. She's everywhere. Of course, Wrestling Daily drops every day, Spotify, wherever you like. Um, so you can always catch up there. I know many of you do. And we thank you for that. But for those of you that have joined us tonight, we are going to get stuck into AEW. And I have been very vocal on Twitter about how great I thought this show was. I watched it back this morning. So I, I watched like half of it before I started work. And then I had to watch bits and pieces because obviously, busy man. And I finished watching about half four. And I was literally just sat there like, that that was literally great. Like the entirety of it. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like when we watched the show and we go, that was good. That was what literally every segment I think I really enjoyed. So can't wait to get into it with Steph. But first things first, we have some titular news to get into. And that would be Becky Lynch's pending return, Steph to wwe now pw insider says who are reliable becky lynch is going to be at money in the bank this sunday she's going to be backstage now it's worth noting she has been backstage at many events of course supporting Mm -hmm. seth and vaccine the guys since they had the baby um but she has also been training for her return we know she's been at the performance center which is also included in the report I'll ask you straight, Steph. Do you think Becky Lynch comes back Sunday or is it SummerSlam? Well, I think her coming back on Sunday would be awesome with the crowd. Uh, is there is there still a spot in the money women's Money in the Bank match? Or have they all been filled? There's one spot. There's one spot. Yeah. I mean, something like that would be good as like a last kind of like a last minute thing because they've lost Bailey as part of their women's division. But really like, especially with Bailey gone, Becky is exactly what needs to happen, especially when fans are there. So I would mm-hmm. just pull the trigger on her comeback now. Honestly, if I was them, I think it's the best thing they could do. Mm. I mean, it's funny though, because SmackDown have obviously got Sasha as well, who you would assume will be part of SummerSlam. So there's somewhere where she needs to fit in. I think, um, I mean, I've heard a lot of different stuff today on the women. As far as I'm concerned, I think Becky will be coming back to um, SmackDown. I know that a lot of people have thought maybe she'll get involved on Raw with um, Rhea and Charlotte, but I don't believe that'll be the case. I think she'll be going to SmackDown. Um, I don't know if it is this Sunday. I think WWE do have a surprise this Sunday. I just Ooh. don't know if it's Becky. So it's it's one of those, Matt. I, I put this on Twitter yesterday, and it was met with what I would call mixed reactions, right? The idea that Becky could be the final entrant in the Money in the Bank because she had to drop her title to the Money in the Bank contract, okay? Asuka didn't know at the time that she was winning the title, but through the briefcase, she won Becky's title. Now, it kind of would be poetic if when Bailey comes back, she wins Money in the Bank to get back to the title she never lost. Now, just in WWE logic, that's I could see that story, but I don't know if that would be the Mm -hmm. case because there are also reports, and something that you know I'm be down for, I've been campaigning for Sonya Deville for a long time. But that is apparently one route they're looking at going down, where Sonya might insert herself into the match. What would you make of that, Steph? I love that. 
Like I would love to see Sonia back wrestling so much. Uh, mm. Absolutely. She's one of my favorites. So I, I want Becky to return. I actually think I'm more of a Sonia fan than a Becky fan, but I think just Ooh. reaction wise, Becky's return would be really great. Oh, it's a hard one, but I think people would yeah. pop hard for Sonia getting in the ring as well. Yeah, she was catching real fire before yeah, she, she unfortunately had to go away. So I feel, yeah, I feel it would be great. I, I've said this many times, difficult to articulate, but I think she'd be, you know, she has the look. I thought her work had come on loads before she had to go away, mm-hmm. like that hard-hitting kind of MMA rough style. Um, I feel like she's a great representative um, of you know the, her sexual community and all of that great stuff. Like, I just feel like she has so much going for her. She has yeah. all the right pieces to be a massive star for WWE. I, I really believe that. So, um, yeah, I kind of hope that it is her. But it's great that WWE do have Sasha and Becky up their sleeves heading into SummerSlam mm-hmm. season. Um, I, I just, I, yeah, I, I don't think they can lose. I, I would prefer, as is always the case with a Money in the Bank or Raw Rumble, and I think you're the same, Steph. I prefer if they make someone. Yeah, like, well, yeah. If they were, I always prefer that. They never do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably the last one was Bianca and probably Drew. But they always, like, if they do one, then the other one will be Edge or Charlotte. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I guess, like, this year, in my mind, you know, Sonya or a Liv Morgan, I, I feel like the story is there for Liv, potentially. Um, and I also... Did I just cut out? What's going on? I think you did. Connection. Are you? Are you? Steph, what's <laughs> happening? Maybe your internet's sick. No, what's going on? <laughs> uh, I froze. You froze. Oh dear. Um, uh, anyway, making people. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that thing. Sonia or Liv, Biggie or Riddle. What do you think? What was the question? Because you cut out of the question. Who should who should they make? <laughs> yes. Sonia and uh, Biggie out of those ones. Can't argue with that. Um, Can't yeah. argue with I don't that. like I don't see Riddle like no, it's terrible comedy. Biggie's Biggie's a great guy. I think Biggie deserves a push right now. But I've been saying that for like what three years, yeah. so yeah, me too. And, and when I say Riddle, I'm more like I could see WWE doing it. Like if I had yeah. my pick, it's Biggie. You know, yeah, Biggie yeah. is me. Um, anyway, this is a good time to let you guys know if you want to have your say on the show today. If you want to inject a hot take or an opinion and let us know what you're thinking, steer the conversation. You can drop an ultra chat in. This is the ultra chat queen nonetheless so make sure you do it's wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily uh get that in to us the mods will give us the goods and we will have whatever you want to say on the show i i'm gonna do the housekeeping while i'm here subscribe to us we're on the route road route we're on the route to uh 15k but also every k matters help us get to war games uh we are very much enjoying your support. So thank you so much. And to all of you, like Gatecrasher, who has the great Wrestling Daily symbol next to his name in the chat. That is what you can be having. If you are a member, you can use the emotes. I believe there is a swear jar emote now. So if you wanted to flash up that emote when I said, fuck Brad Shepard, you could do that. You could have that in the wow. chat right now. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Anyway, um, that, <laughs> so that is something that you have at your disposal. Here's, here's something. Here's something I always forget. We've got merch, Steph. We, we have merch. I forget this all the time. Wrestle Shop, go and get your Wrestling Daily merch because there are plans afoot to have uh, merch per co-host. I think is the right way to phrase it. So if you want the Ultra Chat Queen, the Hot Take Machine. She will have her own merch before you know it. Mm. So make sure you get involved with all of that. Become a member, subscribe, however you want to support us. Believe us, we appreciate it. The heart and soul of the Wrestling Daily channel is 
the good eggs. But speaking of heart and soul, I'm going to talk to Stephanie's heart and soul now because it's AEW time. It is dynamite. Let's get into it chronologically because I enjoyed it so damn much. Uh, remember, guys, if you do want to be a part of it, all you have to do is ultra chat and you're good to go. Simple as that. We will allow you to inject yourself into this uh, show. Anyway, AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Night One. Now, we kick things off with John Moxley and Machine Gun Carl Anderson for the IWGP United States title. Great to see Machine Gun Carl back in singles action, by the way. Uh, I thought this was the perfect kind of opener. Good energy. Moxley's entrance is the greatest. <laughs> Steph, what did you think? Sorry, ah, it was driving me mad that my camera was only showing a WWE belt. <laughs> 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 I had to correct that. It was just the wrong, the wrong angle there for my loyalties. Anyway, let me just block this out. Um, <laughs> I, I thought the opener was amazing. Uh, that was the choice I was hoping they would go for to put the Moxley match on first because that wild thing entrance, you could see how much he was soaking in that crowd and how much it was like energizing him. He's back. He's got a new look as well. He had Kingston as a hype man and Kingston is so over with the crowd. I think that they're going to have to do big things with Kingston, especially when they hit Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York. Like, you need you need to put this guy in a big match. Anyway, that that was a side note. But the match was awesome. Like it was Carl is such a good singles wrestler, and I don't think people know that because he's always been in tags for as long as the more mainstream audience have known him. And he just really showed like what a good worker that he is. And Moxley was on fire as always. And it was just a great a great opener to have. And there was some really good commentary going on by Excalibur explaining a lot of things and planting some seeds for what happened in the next segment as well, which I thought was very good, very well done. It was indeed. I'm just noticing here, uh, I've already been on next to UK. I thought it was going to be later, but... Oh, I've, I've what been were tagged. you doing? What, what were you doing? I've been... Uh, yeah, well, you know, so what I did, I ran in, I gorilla pressed Volta, right? And then oh I did gosh. some press-ups. Yeah, I had him like that. And then I threw him down. And then he got up and he chopped me. And I no-sold that shit. <laughs> and then I won the NXT title. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, I just asked Walter a question in a press conference. But um, oh, okay. it was cool to be <laughs> in inside uh, BT Studios. It was cool to be there rather than like, you know, Zoom or anything like that. So um, at the end of the show, if you, I, I might like give people a little insight into what the day was like, if you guys want to hear it or what it was all like. But um, yeah, back to AEW. Uh, yeah, I thought it was great. And um, again, cool for Moxley. As Steph alluded to, it led us in nicely into what was going on with Lance Archer later on in the night. He obviously cuts the promo, says, let's do it again. This time actually in Texas. Let's do the death match. And of course, Moxley was down, Steph. This is going to be really cool. It's it's really nice that they're like a throwback to that, to do it in, in Texas. And I remember from talking to Moxley like that, that was just kind of an idea. Like they quickly came up, up with like, you're from Texas. Let's do Texas death match. Cause they want to do something cool. So it's going to be really great to see how they do it um, in in a setup like AEW have where they can kind of go more around the arena. I think this one, because uh, Moxley, Moxley in New Japan back in the day, he loved a crowd brawl. But I think this is really great. Good spot for Archer. I mean, the guy, he's great. He never has anything to do. He always seems to wander about and try and find things to do. But this week, he found something really good to do. So I'm excited for him next week. Uh, excited to see what headlines the show next week, whether it be that or they'll put the, the women's title match on. Feel like the men are going to get the headline spot just because it's going to be a wild, no DQ type thing. But yeah, very, very cool. Two weeks in a row of uh, the United States Championship being on the line. That's, that seems like a good sign.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I like Lance Archer as a face very much. I enjoy him in that role. I just wish that there was maybe more for him because he kind of, like you said, is floating a little but I feel like this is very good use for him. I'm very interested to see where he goes after this, 100%. Um, but either way, Moxley back, killing it. It's wholesome stuff. Um, Hector Rodriguez says, did Alex add on his arm of tattoos? No. No, I haven't. Um, this space here, though, I have booked in to see the tattooist, um, but it's not till October. They're that, they're that busy. Um, yeah. So there will be additions just not yet um <laughs> moving along on a e w uh i can't even remember what's chronologically next i believe it was cody and malachi black was it not am i wrong i don't know but we're going to talk about that anyway because i thought this was an amazing follow-up to last week and i'll tell you why uh in terms of the promo that cody was cutting it had the fire that i like to see from a cody Rhodes rather than this mm-hmm. Polit- political ranting Cody Rhodes it was more of the babyface fire that I can remember which I immediately liked and then I really enjoyed Black's kind of uh, yeah, we'll get to the FTW title they're right in the chat but uh, I really enjoyed how Malachi Black's demeanour was very different in this promo to how it was in WWE he was very deliberate he spoke you know it, it was none of this spooky theatrics of the way he spoke it was very clear cut knew what he was doing. I loved it when Cody said, well, why don't you come in here? Then he goes, oh, I was, I was hoping you'd say that. And then it just went all to black. They're in the ring, big brawl, but I popped big for that. I was hoping you would say that. Lights out. I thought it was great, Steph. I thought it was very good. Uh, Cody was excellent. He was like the, the Cody that we love to see, um, that, that angry, fiery Cody. The crowd was so, so up for it. The only thing I would have changed was I would have cut that, terrible horse story which i thought just killed the cast. <laughs> absolutely like no no i mean this is what this is what uh tommy n needs to be reined in on doing doing that but the rest of it was good and i enjoyed to see how much the the crowd reacted to him and want to see him and cody that's really cool yeah, less horse talk. Tommy End, you heard it here first. Uh, let's go to FTW <laughs> match because, again, um, I wasn't sure that Ricky Starks was going to beat Brian Cage, but I loved it that he did. The crowd loved it. We know Ricky Starks is just coming off an injury. It looks like Team Taz has kind of put the boots to Brian Cage. Um, yeah. You know, he, he, has, he hasn't officially been booted out yet, but it seems that that's what's happening, right? Um, Very, very interesting the way this story is going. But I do love it that Starks has got his moment. And I thought like the final stretch of this match was great. Yeah, I think it was a a little clunky to begin with, but then they really uh, picked it back up 
which is uh, commendable. Ricky Starks was fantastic. He was so over, even though he's meant to be the heel here. Um, he was so over in Texas. It was a really great example of how hot this crowd was coming back and you know we're getting to see a different state here so totally different people give their reaction which was really really cool so starks is over thought it was very well done the little turn at the end and nice like a nice addition to this team Taz storyline now we got cage out hook can rise to prominence and it was it was great taz was great in commentary as always ricky starks amazing Amazing trunks on Ricky Starks. Some that was some Lisa Frank style '80s blue leopard print. There, it was really, really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, um, I I just thought it was great. And I mean, yeah, I know that you're here for the hook trajectory, um, yes. but I love that. I think uh, I think Taz adds so much every time he's on commentary. He walks that mm-hmm. line between like heel and being in character for his stable and analyst amazingly so well. well amazingly like be- well better than anyone like if you see him in dark he really does and he never downplays his guy's opponent he bakes them up properly and then he has this really great character where team Taz are great stable but like they're not the most successful if you're to look at it objectively with like the losses yeah. they, they do so when he's on commentary he always plays this great character of the guy that comes in who's so boisterous like my my boys they're gonna beat you and then you get like midway through the match and the other commentators are like taz your boy looks like he's he's getting uh, taken advantage of here and taz will have to be like yeah yeah we'll pick it back up you know like he he doesn't like deny it like he goes to it and what i loved when they were doing this whole storyline was how he would react to the dissension in his group. He wouldn't like ignore it. Like, no, what are you talking about? They're all friends. He'd he'd, he'd like be slamming down the commentary set. Like, I need to go talk to these boys type thing. It was, he, he's so so good, <laughs> so so good. Taz is having the best career renaissance, and then not only that, he's got Hook as a son. So life could not be better for Taz. <laughs> what a life. <laughs> Hook directly came from his talented loins. Tremendous. Um, <laughs> I I must say, following this segment was Hangman Page coming out to talk in a wonderful shirt, by the way. Um, yes, and he, more fashion analysis from you, Alex. Can't just be uh, yeah, you need that, right? good outfits all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Hook's, Hook's leather pants? Awesome. Anyway, I saw on. Hook's get up. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Paige was was cutting the promo, basically, and he said that he wanted his shot with Kenny Omega. He actually said he wanted it tonight, uh, which, of course, he did not get. Uh, Kenny yeah. and his cohorts came down the ramp. Don Callis started things off before the Young Bucks uh, got, well, particularly Matt Jackson, got into their rhythm on the microphone. And I thought Matt played a great job of riling up how mad Adam Page. I thought he did really well, you mm-hmm. know, saying about how he's the nearly man and Page got, you know, progressively angry. And then they obviously goaded each other and then Kenny got involved and he said, you know, I'll make you an offer. Uh, you know, you can your Dark Order can have a tag title shot. You can have a title shot if you all, five of you, can beat our five. Our five being Kenny, the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks. Now, that is a hell of a main event. But if they lose, Steph, the repercussions are big and it means that they cannot have their title shots. It's Cody Rhodes-esque if they lose this match. This is just the most perfectly constructed storyline to the point where I'm sitting wondering um, how far ahead was this planned to the fact that we now have a five versus five setup going on here with the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks. Like, it's just... It's so amazing. And I think the segment last night was exactly what it needed to be. It was a bigger escalation of what's going on. We still didn't get to see them touch. I hope they don't even touch during this match. I think they'll find a way to make the two of them not touch as well. I don't think you can have that until the big match. And yeah, it was just excellent. Um, I loved Kenny wanting a belt collector chant. Uh, it's so great. I'd absolutely start that. So 
Belt collector. Belt collector. Belt collector. Belt collector. Yeah, go on. That's so good. But yeah, it was great. And people are just so emotionally invested in this storyline. And it's an amazing thing. And it's an amazing thing that they can touch on everything, including like going right back to the beginning of the company and, and tie in Hangman's match with Jericho. Like the match that so many people wondered, why is Hangman in here against Jericho? And my answer has always been so that we can end up where we are today and it it be all one part of a huge arc. So I'm so happy with where this is going. And it was great to see them get so close, but not not touch and having the Dark Order behind him. And he, he basically referred to himself as part of the Dark Order too, which was nice. And it's just, mm. it's... Oh, it's the most like heartwarming and exciting, intriguing storyline that's happening in wrestling. I agree. I do agree. I'm, I am all in on Hangman Page's odyssey yes. to the world title, particularly against Kenny. It is an odyssey. Uh, next, it is an odyssey. Uh, up next was a trip down memory lane that Steph Chase is not overly fond of. Christian Cage and Matt Hardy clash <laughs> at Fighter Fest. Now, let me put a disclaimer out there. I love anything Christian does, so I will back it to the hill. Um, I, I will say, nah, as far as this night went, this was maybe like the slowest of action. It, again, it did pick up on the home straight, but I think, you know, the, the, the given the high standard of the night, it's not even a knock to say, oh, this was maybe the slowest or the least impressive. But I did enjoy it for what it was. Glad Christian got the win. Um, and even the tease afterwards where the Hardy, uh, what are they? Family office. Family I don't even know what they are. Okay. The family um, office. I do know. <laughs> yeah. That, they, uh, they, they came down and jungle boy Luchasaurus made the save. Steph for what it needed to be. It was all right. Wasn't it? Christian did what he had to do. I thought, fine. I thought the end, end ending sequences were okay. It's perfectly fine. We got it over with. It's done. Uh, Christian and Matt Hardy don't have to wrestle again against each other in AEW. Good. Um, yeah, it was fine. I felt like on commentary, they were really like, you know, these guys haven't faced each other much in singles competition. And I was like, okay, at me, Excalibur. And like, secondly, it still didn't make me any more excited <laughs> because... I don't even, I wouldn't even remember Christian or Matt Hardy match anyway. So, yeah, I, I'm just glad we can move on from like these two feuding. Let's get back to stuff, do more with Jungle Boy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it did well for what it had to do. Both of them will move on to different things. Here we fine. But I think you have to remember, and we've made this case before with Miro, like you have, and even for Adam Page for large stretches, you have to keep people busy until you get them to where you really want to. Um, and that's where AEW kind of excel because they have such a big and well-balanced roster that mm -hmm. Tony Khan is very, very good at keeping people busy. And then before you know yeah. it, they're in that spot that you want to have them in. So uh, I like this. I feel like Christian being undefeated, he still is heading for a shot at the champion at some point. Uh, whomever that may be, I thought it'd be Kenny, but maybe not. Um, mm -hmm. So... It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting on that one. Uh, moving forward, Sammy Guevara was up next with Wheeler Yuta. Uh, and let me tell you something. Sammy was over in Houston. Yeah. I know that's where he, I know he's a Texas boy, but um, man, they popped big for Sammy. And I love watching Sammy Guevara as a baby face. Like he is so energetic, innovative. The athleticism is unbelievable with Sammy Guevara. Now that he's allowed to work full baby, oh my God, mm -hmm. I think it's such a huge asset for AEW. Yeah, and he's made, like the the inner circle have made the most seamless transition from heels to face. But in Sammy, you really, really see it because he's kept what makes Sammy Guevara great, like the flashiness, kind of cocky attitude, but he's made it into a baby face trait. The crowd absolutely loved him. Um, and he really got to showcase himself. It was nice to see him you know, just go out there by himself, representing the inner circle without, you know, needing the group with him or whatever. Uh, he put great show and, oh, sorry, I, for, I forget his opponent, but I thought he, he impressed as well. Getting to come out there with Orange Cassidy too. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they keep saying that, that that Wheeler. I know he's had some AEW dark matches, but this was his first on Dynamite. And pairing him with Sammy seemed to be a very good call. Um, It's another example of like Sammy had MJF, of course, the other week. And him losing has done nothing to hurt him. You know, like it's just booking really well done. Both him and MJF are in the ascendancy. Um, Again, we talk about this underbelly in AEW. They have got so many guys that are like primed to rise and become something special in that company. Be it Sammy, be it MJF, be it Jungle Boy, be it Wardlow. Hangman Page is still in his 20s, just at the end of them, but he's still in his 20s. There are a ton of guys outside of the conventional, what you would call main event players, just waiting to be that player. And I think that's one of the most exciting things about AEW. The The fact that they'll get the opportunity makes it even more exciting as well, because it's not as if we're in a a situation like we are with WWE, where, you know, how we were talking about money in the bank before, like this, you know, these guys will get the chance. If they're talented enough, if they're over enough, they'll, they'll be able to step up to the plate when it's their time. And it's awesome. That was the good thing about this show. Now I know I know that we sit here and we're all, you know we like this person, we like that person, but mm. you could really tell with a lot of the uh, different people who got the big pops of the night. Britt Baker got a big pop yeah. when she came out as. Is Alex gone again? Internet, why? Alex, God's this sake. is what happens when you're on NXT UK at the same time as this show. My internet is breaking it. down. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, that that's what I was saying really is mm-hmm. I feel like they have all of these people in the prime positions. It's going to, it's just so exciting to watch this unfold. And the live audiences gave us yeah. a real indication of who is over like we thought. I mean, mm-hmm. wow. Britt Baker got a big pop. Um, Yuka Sammy. got a big pop, Ricky. Sammy, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's just great to see these kind of what you would call under talents. Yeah. So, um, I loved it. Um, that moves us along nicely, Steph. <laughs> We're going to talk first about the Britt Baker promo because for the second week in a row, oh my word, she absolutely crucified it, didn't she? Um, absolutely. she's on fire on the microphone. Yeah, she is such a great promo. I, I feel like she's just cru- yeah, killing it right now. Um, she's in such a groove. Tony just looks like a proud dad as Britt yes. talks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone said he was mouthing her promo as she did it. I'm sure someone said that. Um, really? Yeah, and she had a couple of killer lines in there again. I know last week, you know, the, the, the blood money made the... Uh, made the headlines, but I thought she was really on it again last night. Um, Again, another effective way to use someone who isn't wrestling on the show, but it's a big star and you give them a spot. And I feel like AW are doing that very well. Um, Before we move to maybe the greatest match in modern history, I do want to talk about... (laughs) I do want to talk about... No hyperbole. None none here. Everyone knows who I'm about to talk about. Um, but we should get to two orders of business because we've just gone past Sammy in regards to Pinnacle and Inner Circle. So earlier in the yeah. night, Proud and Powerful met Tully Blanchard uh, on his way in uh, to to the arena and they basically threatened to beat him up. Um, but then they just said, no, we won't do that. Um, go get your boys. And Tully was like, I will get my boys, um, which was just very funny to me. Um, and then, of course, Chris Jericho was given an impassioned promo about how he was going to win the trial of Jericho and all this Greek mythological malarkey uh, before he was cut off by MJF and Sean Spears. And they put the beating on him. MJF did really well in this segment, by the way, to be so smug and horrible. Um, and, of course, they they I want to say it was a chair to the shoulder, I think, or the no, arm. to the throat. To the it throat. terrible. Sean Spears, like... F that guy right in the throat. This man's a singer. What are you doing? Yeah, but that, that, that was the first one, right? Didn't, wasn't the yeah, part shot the, the arm? Ah, oh, there we go. That's what I, I can't meant. remember. Sorry. I thought you were talking about the first one because that No, you're right. You're right. Vicious. vicious. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Tyler brings up a good point here of what Brit said. 
Vicky, you must you you have a last name that will always keep you relevant. Ooh. Um, I, I I I missed this as well. And someone said that Tessa Blanchard tweeted at the same time during Brit's promo, and people yeah. were assuming people were assuming she had taken offence or exception to what Brit had said. Did I miss this? What I, I, what, what was she offended about? Potentially. I'm not sure. It could have been the last name thing. Though I think that Tessa is just uh, currently just amping up the social media speculation right now. I think she's working yeah. working the internet right now uh, in yeah, anticipation she... for the weekend. Well, she's heavy in training. Um, we've all seen that. She keeps posting photos about that. So mm-hmm. very, very interesting. Next up, Yuka Sakazaki. The magical girl and Penelope Ford put on a 19-star classic on Dynamite. Best match <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, what an entrance from Yuka. That was already six stars by the time Yuka had finished her entrance. Uh, and then into the action. I, I, I know that I know I'm joking, but I genuinely do think this was a good match still. Yuka had a lot of uh, high-flying offense, high-energy stuff, which I really love. Suits her character down to the ground. I thought Penelope did her role in this match well, which was to just, you know, do the middle heat segment and take us home. I thought she did great. Um, Job accomplished. It seems to me, and from speaking to Kenny before when I did, they like, you know, they have big plans. I hope there's big plans for Yuka. I really do. And I know there's a bias, but I think that I do think she's a big star. And the crowd reacted to her like she was a big star, Steph. Yeah, I think that there's a tremendous potential in, in her. Um, I do think she's only here, though, for this month, and then she has to go back, and then she'll come back at some point. Mm, so, yeah. yes, but uh, she might be a good... What she might be very good for is, once the Nilo matches out of the way, to be a, like, pure babyface contender for Brit for just a match at one of the, you know, like, bigger shows, maybe Arthur Ashe or something like that. Um so that, mm-hmm. that might be good to build her up for. Because you have to wonder, she gets the win over Penelope Ford. Per Penelope, very underutilized. Not saying she's the greatest wrestler in the world, but she is underutilized. They mentioned on commentary she was on something like 17 wins. Then <laughs> Yuka comes back, just beats her. So you got to imagine that they're going to give Yuka a big match or else I'd be pretty mad if I was Penelope. Hey, Rob Cowley. Thank you for joining Wrestling Daily for the first time, brother. Um, yeah, I, I've i said this since, uh, was it Penelope Ford and Sheeda mm-hmm. uh, that they had on pay-per-view? She absolutely showed out that night. And I couldn't yeah. believe that more didn't happen, happen for her after that, to be honest. Um, so I get it. At this, you know, when you look at the state of the women's division, and I mean that in terms of who's where at the moment and where does Penelope really fit in there. Um, yeah. But I still think she could do more. Um, I hope that, yeah, there's big things for Yuka and maybe eventually she'll make the full-time transition. Who knows? Um, haven't, you know, Thunder Rosa as well is someone who's bubbling away in the background somewhere. So there's a lot. There's a lot in play. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, Yuka Zakazaki, match of the year, performer of the year, sewn, sewn up. <laughs> Oh, I uh, hope she. I hope she gets a match against the Rock one day, so you, just so you can watch it. Oh, it's an overload, Steph. It's an overload of joy. Ah! Oh, and then Big E makes a run in. Ah! But then Goldberg spears them all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thought your internet had gone again, Alex. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Goldberg. No. Um, let's move on to the main event, which, of course, was the coffin match between Darby Allen and Ethan Page. Um, if you're looking for chin locks and rest holds, this wasn't it. This was an absolute uh, bundle of energy for a main event, just how I like it. Uh, I thought, you know, oh, I'll ask you what you thought, Steph, because I've taken the lead on most here. But I'll start with. The Sting running. 
It's amazing. Like, of course you have to run in when your son's in a coffin match. Um, he got <laughs> such a pop. I can't imagine what that must have been like live, you know. We've seen Sting, when Sting first appeared and we were building up um, his first match against Starks and Cage, it was like, it was repetitive, but he always got a good reaction in Daly's place. Now it's Sting on the road and this man is going to get huge cheers all over the country. So it was awesome to see him do that run in. But this match was fantastic. It was everything I wanted from it. It was like the reclaiming of the coffin slash casket match it was showing it how it could be done totally differently like for a new generation and it was darby was fantastic but ethan was fantastic too he he it played was. his part it so was. well um and you felt like there was you felt like re real hatred between them and that and i love how they worked it like because as I said, it, it was a reclaiming of that kind of match and the different things you can do with it. So you don't need to spend your whole time trying to shove someone into the coffin. You can like the way they they brawled into the, the audience and all that and took it round and they kind of took the, the focus away from the coffin. So it was something that just, you know, when you got to the end, you had it. Um, it was excellent. And then iconic ending to the show. Iconic ending by Darby Allen. That's what they're so good at. I mean, even before that spot, by the way, the like raises edge type deal yeah. onto the steel steps was mad. Crazy. I mean, there's just a handful Absolutely of people crazy. that that would take that bump. Um, Darby, of course, being one of them. Yeah. Uh, that that would that that could have been the finish, right? That could have been. I I was thinking, wow, okay. And then, of course, Darby skateboards <laughs> onto. Ethan Page skateboards him into the coffin, if that is even a term. Uh, and then, of course, closes it. Coffin drop from the top rope through the coffin, which, as Steph says, is one of those iconic, lasting iconic. images. Uh, and this is one of those things with a great show, like I was saying. I thought it started well. I enjoyed lots of different parts, be it promos and matches in between. And then it ends at maybe the highest peak. Do you know what I mean? It has that crescendo that leads to a great finish. Mm -hmm. I hate, I hate to say it, Raw used to be like that back in the day, like in the yes. mid early 2000s, there would be a hot finish to the show. Um, AEW has that more often than not. And this week I thought it was great. I love Sting. Oh, man, I, I've just got so, all I'm good just, things to say about AEW Dynamite. I was just thinking like top five Dynamite, like closing scenes. I would put that in it, the Darby going through the coffin. Amazing. I would put the end of Arcade Anarchy, where they all hug, to where is my mm -hmm. mind. Um, I would put the debut of the Pinnacle, where, where Jericho's just laid out, and they close it on that. And Kenny running off with the championship with Don Callis. Um, yeah. Those are like the ones that are springing to my mind. But when Was Sting a show... the close of one or not? Sting's no, debut? he came in. No, it he... wasn't. No, because that was the same episode, I'm pretty sure, when Kenny took the title. Ah, but... okay, there you go. Uh, the winter is coming but yeah it's just like when you get a great ending like that like I ended up staying up to like half four in the morning and uh, unfortunately for my mom Sari accidentally called her and then she woke up at half four in the morning but anyway like that's how excited <laughs> I was uh, I was so just I loved the show so much and I loved the ending of it and it was just so feel good and that's another thing AEW is great at, giving you a feel-good show and giving you what the fans actually want. If the fans love Darby and they're behind Darby, Darby wins the coffin match. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Don't even call, we didn't even have Darby in our underbelly of uh, talent earlier. I should have had him included in that mix. Um, mm -hmm. Someone says here, Steph, you got to have the Inner Circle debut in that yes. top five, no? Inner Circle debut, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That was That was a great closer too. Indeed, it was. Um, I, I consider this, I don't know if this is hyperbole or not. I consider this in like my top five personal dynamites, just from yeah. start to finish. I, mm. I, 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 I really, really enjoyed it. And I don't obviously say that. I know that I uh, am typically a positive wrestling fan and I'll look for good things that I enjoyed on the show. But I really felt like it was a kind of, you know, if we're talking about out of 10, like a, like a 8.59, which for a regular mm -hmm. TV show, it's very difficult to achieve. 
Um, I, I loved it. I loved it from start to finish. I really did. Guys, here is a reminder. If you want to get your Ultra Chats in now before the end of the show, wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. Give us your Ultra Chats. Give us those takes. Support the show. We richly enjoy what you do. Also, subscribe, like, all of that good stuff. Become a member. You heard me. How can you become a member? Well, Matthew Ledesma has. That's why he has that little cool symbol next to his name. And in the chat, it mm-hmm. says, Wrestling Daily. Uh, so, come aboard. There's a link next to the video in the description. You know what to do. Um, so, yeah. Uh, as CM Chris says here, get those Ultra Chats in. Right. Uh, moving along then from Dynamite, Steph. Uh, we are going to do a couple of predictions for Money in the Bank after I run through my day at NXT UK, right? Mm-hmm. For this this uh, this filming. Is there anything you've ever wondered, Steph, about a WWE filming that might no. that, you, that might be crossing <laughs> your mind? No. <laughs> well, you, well, well, this was a fun person to pick to do this with. Um, no, I'm only joking. Um, what I will say about this day, so it was on my birthday. And they said uh, it, it wasn't like a charity thing. It just happened to be on my birthday. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is it your birthday wish? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, and yeah, so we, I went to BT Studios and obviously like you have to, before anything could happen, had to do like a COVID test, mm-hmm. one of those natural flow things, make sure that comes back okay. And then they gave us our scripts. Yes, scripts. Wow. Um, and basically, so there was three of us. There was myself um alistair mcgeorge and dj ace from uh radio uh, bbc one extra i think and we had to decide between us like who was who so there's three reporters in the script we all had a question or a line and then uh what's going on here people are saying read the chat it's postponed yeah it's postponed oh my lord um I could I could explain why, because I know, but I can't, because WWE might go mad. Um, I there's a good reason for that. Let's put it that way. There's a good reason. Um, so anyway, and uh, I, I didn't get a choice. Alistair was like, "I want to go last." Proper main event hog, Steph. Um, and DJX was like, oh, "I'll be this guy," and I was like, "Oh well, I guess I guess I'm this guy." So I was asking a question to uh, Volta, and then. There's a whole thing where like you go over what you're saying and um, do you want to add anything? You know what I mean? There's like a Jim Smallman yeah. comes over and says, Hey, you know what? This is, this is what we're doing. Thank you. They, everyone was super nice. Everyone was like, thank you very much for coming to do this. Um, even like Walter and Ilya and all that stuff. Um, and yeah, it's, it's interesting that for, to me, I, I know it's a recorded show, so it's different to like the live ones, but all we did was we did like one rehearsal and then we did like, so we did a walkthrough, then a rehearsal, and then it was done. Mm-hmm. And that was it in one take. Done. Wow. But like it took, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like we were there for maybe like three or four hours just to just to do it. But it was very cool to like get that kind of peek behind the curtain. We didn't really, you know, I, I didn't watch like the rest of what they were taping that day or, or know how it fitted in or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it was very, very interesting. Um Everyone's saying Fightful just reported what? That there's that the fight's postponed. But what am I missing here? I'm doing the show. I can't do everything I at see once. What have I a missed? A lot of like, what? all I can see is Walter has a hand injury, fight postponed. Okay. Um, I still don't want to say what I know. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, you don't know what's kayfabery. But anyway, um, <laughs> Put it put it this way. Uh, it was a, it was an interesting. Well, I just I don't I don't want to I don't know uh, Not until I read. You'll get yourself in trouble. <laughs> this is what I mean. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, I did for, for those asking. I didn't know the match was going to be off. For those asking in the chat, um, I just meant in terms of the injury and stuff. It will become clear when I can say about it in the next couple of days, probably. Uh, but I just need to see what's come out. Anyway, Steph, let's do a couple of Money in the Bank closers before we okay. finish here. There are, tit- there are title matches this weekend, believe it or not. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. 
Roman Reigns and Edge. And of course, Bobby Lashley and Kofi Kingston. Steph, are anybody becoming champions this weekend? Um, maybe Kofi. But <gasps> Kofi. If they make Kofi champion, then I want them to give Biggie the briefcase, and I want to do a storyline of like I have to fight my friend. Because I think mm. they could do a really good storyline where Kofi said, where Biggie basically says the truth that, about him being overlooked and not getting the opportunities he deserves. And Kofi being like, well, I'm in the same position. And then Biggie can say, well, you have actually been champion. And Kofi can say, well, yeah, I was champion, but I ended up getting beaten by Brock Lesnar. I never got my rematch. Something along the lines of, I wasn't taking that seriously. And yeah. they can build it up where it's a thing like, I'm still your friend, but I need to do what's best for me. And unfortunately, what's best for me is fighting you. And I think you could do a good, intriguing storyline there that could build very nicely to a SummerSlam match. Ooh, I like so that's your my thinking. fantasy booking. That's my fantasy booking. For the for in the chat, John, I'm not saying a new deal new day heel turn. That's not how I want it to go. I want it to go a in a realistic way of what would happen if you had to go against your best friend for something, whether it be like a job promotion, something like that, where this is the situation that they're in. Yeah, it would be interesting because if you were big E with a briefcase and mm-hmm. you looked at Kofi or Roman. I mean, without being offensive, who would you target? I mean, I know who I'd be going after. Um, yeah. With all due respect, I just wouldn't want to touch Roman. But um, it would be a very interesting scenario. I, I too don't ever want the new day to like, quote unquote, turn on each other. Or yes, I actually think I actually think that's part of their charm is that they might be the yeah. only faction ever to avoid that. But uh, yeah, I I think. That Charlotte Flair is going to win the title this Sunday. Yeah, I think I think that too. I think, I think like so. God forbid they ever, you know, give a new a new actor chance on the main roster. I think it's <laughs> going to be fans are back, Charlotte's back, business as usual. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think Charlotte wins. Um, Roman, no way. Does he lose? No way. I mean, if he if, I, if he if he I'd did, furious. Yeah, furious. and it, like again, even if he like lost it and then won it back super quick, I, I'd be fuming. No. Um, no. I just, I think, yeah, I think that. Um, and I really don't know on the Lashley Kofi thing because for Lashley, I felt like it was going in a great direction where we thought he would get Brock. That would yes. be a great match for Lashley. And he has to get back to business. I loved what he did on Raw this week with that promo. I thought it was great. Yeah. Without Lesnar, looking at Raw, what is the big match for him at SummerSlam? It becomes a lot harder to see, right? I, like, yeah. Probably MVP. Wow. Yeah, but I mean... Oh, Which is annoying because cool. then you're breaking up a great act. I think you're sacrificing exactly. a great that, act that, for a one-off match. That was my yeah. whole, ah, because, you know, it would be cool and I'm sure the build would be great, but that's a real short-term side thing, taking away the long-term gain. Um, sorry, my, my children have come home. Um, so I'm just peeking around like, where are they? Um, <laughs> so I, I think that... And also, chances of MVP winning are really small. And I yes. love my WWE title matches to be like, oh, who's going to win? You know what I mean? And it's but I think that luster that, of that is hard. I think if Kofi wins, even though that chance might feel slim, I think then you're definitely getting like Lashley and MVP. You're getting Lashley blaming MVP for everything. And that happens. That's true. Yeah. So with or without title, yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah it could be. Um, somebody said here, give me Lashley and AJ Styles. Look, I, I would love that, but the way they've booked Styles, mm. it's a hard sell. He's losing matches left, right, and center since he's in the tag team uh, in solos. Um, 
I don't know what him and Omos are doing. Presumably, they hold the titles till SummerSlam. Yeah. The, t- the tag titles are such an afterthought in WWE. But you would have thought RK-Bro and AJ and Omos is where it is. Mm-hmm. But I really don't know. If you take the tag titles off Omos and AJ, then what is Omos? It's, there's a lot no. of questions. There really He's is. He's not ready for um, it to be a single yet. He needs the, the tags. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. But um, I, I don't know. For me, I think if I'm going to go in on predictions, I think Charlotte wins. The other two retain. Big E wins. I'm going out on a limb. And whoever's the mystery lady wins is my... I, think- I don't... Go on. I don't know who the then mystery is. I don't know. I, oh, I'm just saying I don't know who the mystery is, but I'm assuming it's a big deal. Fans are back. Yeah. I have to imagine. So, if it's not the mystery lady, I'd go live. It's the rumor that Becky is going to smack down that raw. Correct. Well, that's what I'm saying. Interesting, because they have such a great baby face on SmackDown and Bianca. But anyway, mm. I think. I'm going to give some wild predictions. Charlotte <laughs> wins. Charlotte wins. I'm a wild thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Charlotte wins. Kofi wins. Biggie wins. Becky wins mom- woman's money in the bank. You're all wrong saying she's going to SmackDown. She immediately challenges Charlotte, new women's champion. Same night. Yeah, that would be because they always do one immediate and one like, oh, let's yeah, think about it for five months, you know. Yeah, that would be an actually exciting pay per view if my predictions came true. It would be a very mm, exciting yeah. pay per view show. Yeah, I mean, I, for those in the chat, I'm not saying I want Charlotte Flair to win, I'm saying I predict We're predicting. it. <laughs> yeah, these are these are these are two different things. Please don't get it misconstrued. Uh, anyway, Steph. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. It's been a wonderful, fast-paced hour talking about all the wrestling goodness that we've enjoyed. Uh, for those of you that joined the show late, Steph, please tell them what's on your channel right now that they can check out. Go watch my interview the best friends, all of them. Chuck, Trent, Chris Statlander, and Orange Cassidy speaking um, about many, many things. Archive Anarchy being in enclosed spaces, uh, actually planning matches, uh, all of that stuff, getting words my mind. And also check out my interview with Diana Perazzo, the uh, Impact Knockouts champion as well, over on Steph Chase Wrestling. And subscribe and download my podcast, AW Weekly with Stephanie Chase. You can find it in all your podcast platforms, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, everything. And Indeed. if you're in Bristol on Sunday... Catch me at Rev Pro Bristol. I'm on the road, Alex. I am on the road on Sunday. Yes, you are. Um, yes, as someone mentioned here, by the way, is Sasha from Houston? No, she isn't. Um, from Boston. She's actually born in California, but yeah, grew up in Boston. So Boston there yeah. you have it. There's some clarity for you. So no, although again, she could be the entrant. Ostensibly yeah. speaking, she could be. Anyway, thank you I so much be. for joining us. You could. You should be. Uh, thank you to all of you for joining us tonight. Richly enjoyed your company once again here on Wrestling Daily. Remember, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thumbs up. Help Chris' channel grow. Help us reach our potential, Steph Chase. Uh, give us all of that good loving and sharing and all of that lovely stuff. Thank you very much. We appreciate you when you do. Um, more than that, I'll be back tomorrow. Guest host is going to be Robbie Fox from Barstool Sports. Very good guest to have. Very well-traveled, well-interviewed man. He'll be here with me tomorrow, 8 p.m. UK time. Until then, we will see you next time on Wrestling Daily. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 